Today on Vulnerable, I have the honor of sitting down with actress Taylor Dooley. She's been gracing our screens as Lava Girl since 2005, and it's still rolling with the franchise. She is an extraordinary mom and activist when it comes to children's rights and a co-host. So today, Taylor and I discuss just her journey and experience through being a child performer and the advocacy she experienced through the relationship with her mom and how she's grown up into an amazing person. So let's get into the conversation and I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Getting down to it. Um, no, really though, this is so cool. I mean, this is another case where like social media connected us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we never like crossed paths really. No, I don't think we ever did. Yeah. Because it was, I was, I was trying to think who produced. Was it Nickel? Was Nickelodeon associated with y'all's? No, it was no, Disney. Right? It was Buena Vista um, oh. is who did it, and then okay. the Weinstein's. Oh, yes, it was a Miramax film. So oh, wow. it was Bob and Harvey Weinstein were our main producers, and then Buena Vista did the distribution of it. So did you actually meet? Oh yeah, Mr. Harvey. Oh yes. Oh wow. Oh, yes. What was he that? He's at like? my premiere. I have pictures of me and him together. Oh my gosh. I was a kid. I was yeah. I was young. That I was... didn't necessarily stop anybody, right? No, <laughs> definitely not, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, but, I know. Um I yes, I do. I did meet him. And you didn't so. have like a negative experience per se. Um I my memory of the whole situation, I mean, I was a kid. It was my first movie premiere, so I was very that was the only time I really met him. Um yeah. and so I was very I didn't pay attention much to anything, but my mother did not like him. Oh, she got a bad vibe. She got a bad. There's a few people she got a bad vibe from. My mom's very protective. So she was um, my saving grace in the business, honestly. Okay. But she had, she just would always, my mom was the queen of like pulling me in and being like, hey, come over here. Don't yeah. be over there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I was just so naive. You mean like being an actual like, parent? Yes. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's weird because you get put in these situations mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, this concept of consent where it's like, well, my agent told me to show up and the premiere is happening and everyone else is going. So I'm going to go and mm -hmm. I'm going to dress up and I'm going to try to enjoy myself. And even though I'm a kid, like, you know, it's like, it's really hard. It's like, where do you start the conversation? Because there's just so many layers to pull Oh, back. my gosh. Yeah. There's yeah. so many. I mean, when it comes to child act, I mean, it was I got lucky for me. I had one of the best experiences in the world with Robert Rodriguez for oh, my movie. I he he is just I have nothing but amazing things to say about Good. him. So I was I was very blessed with that opportunity, but that's not what I got after. <laughs> and and I think that sometimes like that was an amazing experience. It was an amazing first experience. Yeah. But then it kind of set me up to really trust oh. every single person that I met in the business that like that was the norm. Okay. And I was kind of rudely awakened after that because I okay. was like, oh, everyone is not like this. Every set is not like this. He just makes it a family. You're in, we're in Austin, Texas, always filming, That's which is amazing. Where I live. And yes. I can't wait till you come back so we can hang I and know. go to some good food places. Austin. Oh, man, I love Austin. I do. I fell in love with Texas because of filming with with well, Austin specifically. I've yeah. been to other spots and I'm like, eh, I don't love it. But right. Austin, I love. And it's 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 a joy to be able to work where he just brings everyone is like the same people that he, he uses the same exact crew. It's just he makes it like a family. And so it's just such a beautiful spot to film. And then I would love to live in Texas. 
in Austin. It's of course. Gorgeous. I think Austin would be happy to have you. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, I actually auditioned for Robert Rodriguez Did for you? the faculty. Oh. So the faculty, did you ever see that movie? Like, I don't think I ever watched it. Oh, but. okay. So it's this like crazy horror movie yes. where all of the, um, basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh. And he did it in such a cool way when it was done. I was so young when I was auditioning for mm -hmm. it. And it was like for like an older role, which is actually really interesting when you think about this, right? Do you remember when you were younger and you would get like calls to play older high school girls mm -hmm. and it was over your maturity level, but like you said to yourself, okay, if I just like dress a little like more provocative or if I just try to put my head in the mindset of a girl that's already lost her virginity or like mm -hmm. something like that, I'll get this job. And it's like, I guess we call that like adultification. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about a child's mindset and perspective. But I do remember auditioning and feeling like I really wanted to impress him. Mm. And it was in, I remember it was in New York City because that's where I started. And it was in some hotel. Yeah. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. It was a very nice hotel and it was all above board, but it wasn't a hotel. Yeah. And the Shark Boy and Lava Girl auditions were the same. Oh, were they? Yeah. And it was in, maybe it's because he feels more comfortable with that. I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think to hotel I, Hollywood it's auditions. It's one thing but. that's, it, yeah, that's, I've definitely <laughs> spoke on that before. I'm like, yeah, like, that's a red flag. It is. But <laughs> with Robert, I, it's not. I was nothing for me. I don't know what your experience was, but for me, it was definitely all above board. It was a positive but, experience for sure. But definitely hotel auditions, I would not suggest. <laughs> Oh my God, we laugh. We like but, brokenly laugh. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was very cool, and I felt his energy, and and in a and I've always just remembered him since then, and like I've seen his work time and time again, and been like so impressed with him. And yeah. then now and then now I'm like, oh, he's an Austin guy, and when you like live somewhere, you're like, yeah, he's you know he's a part of our <laughs> little town here, city. Um, but yeah, okay, so you had this family experience, yeah. Mm -hmm. And did he not, did he like warn you ever? Like, was there anybody like with your mom? Did you guys sort of start slowly into the business? Was Lava Girl sort of your first big audition? Lava Girl was my first audition yeah. for a movie. And I booked it, which obviously none of us could have imagined that that would happen. But it was, I was very much thrust into that position. And then they were like, this is, Spy Kids was huge at the time. So they were like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl was going to be big. We had a three picture deal. It was like that whole that whole thing of um, this is going to be huge. Right. And I was very confused because I was 11 <laughs> years old. Like what? I'm. This is something I just kind of love to do. And all of a sudden it became a reality. And I was on a set and I was making friends with all these wonderful people. Taylor Lautner was in it. And mm -hmm. we were we were like best buddies instantly, which was awesome. And it was just such a beautiful experience to come off of that. And then um, I did a National Lampoon movie right afterwards, oh. which was um, quite it's quite interesting. I was going to say, that's a very different vibe. It was a very different vibe. Yeah. I did that with uh, Matthew Lawrence and Jake Thomas were in it with me. I love Maddie. So we went, oh my gosh, he's, he's, <laughs> he was wonderful with me on yeah. set. He Good. was the one, him and both, both him and Jake were the sweetest to pull me aside and be like, you're so sweet but this business is not necessarily what you think it is. Like really? they were the ones that kind of were like, you need to stop being so naive. They big brothered you? They big brothered me <gasps> hardcore because I was crazy. just a little girl doe-eyed, like everyone's 
sunshine and rainbows and everything's yeah. great because Robert was that way. It was yeah. fantastic. And going onto that set, uh, Matthew actually Lawrence really, really saved me a lot. We had to call SAG a few times. It was like a very abusive set. They had me um, climbing two stories on a ladder that was something they made. It was flimsy and it was going like this and I wasn't tied off. They wouldn't allow me to tie off. They wouldn't allow me to do anything. And You like, asked though? Oh yes, my mom was like, she's not going up there. And the okay. producers were like, no, she is. And she, if not, she's losing this job. And my mom was like, I don't care, we're going. Yeah. And they just, I was a kid and I was like, no, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Cause I just don't know. Yeah. And um, I'm, was, I think it was 11 or no, I was 12 when I, 12 or 13. Sure. And so I'm just young and I'm trying to please people. Cause that's, I'm like, no, it's okay. It's not that high, I'm fine, I can yeah. do this. I've yeah. done more shady things in my backyard like I have a trampoline I'm cool I'm a kid and um I ended up being so terrified and every time I went up more my mom was just down there like she needs to get down they were arguing they had one of the producers had someone holding my mom back like literally because my That's mom it was so okay. bad Matthew Lawrence is called SAG and was like he was like this is done he was the one that stopped he came in stopped the shot he was like this is not happening on my watch you are not doing this to this poor kid and I swear I felt like I was going to fall and I was so sweaty and I was so the day was over for me. I was like, I can't do anything else. I was like hyperventilating and shaking. And Matthew was just there like, I got you. We are going to be safe. It's all OK. It was like the sweetest thing. But that was like my next thing after Sharkboy and Lava Girl. And so it was a very big culture shock when it came to things that could happen in it the business. Was traumatizing. I was very much like I said, I was very naive. And yeah. so both boys were like, they were very sweet to say, Robert's not the norm. This isn't the norm either. This was a little, it was very crazy. We had a crazy director who was like, it, it just, the whole movie went in a very weird, different direction. And we don't term things like this appropriately. Mm -hmm. So what happened to you was a child labor violation. Yes. If there was a law that protected you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what happened. Exactly. And uh, the scumbags that were trying to just silence you because they figured it was just like you being in your backyard um, were not trying to protect you because they don't know you and they don't care. And exactly. they're not going to know you in 12 days. And they just want to make their movie. Him and his brothers have uh, a podcast and I heard about that. I'm so excited for them because I've I've championed them. I actually went to Joey Joey Lawrence's wedding. Oh, to his wife now and they just had a baby and I sent them some like food to their house and cuz I just felt like they needed a meal train, yeah. you know? Like people need support, especially if not you know, it's your first baby for her but not yes. you know with Joey and it's like I just want to show up for my friends, you know. Oh, that's amazing. And so Matt though like that whole family is just really, they're really great. They are. They're awesome. I've never met his brothers, but Matt, we spent a few months on set. I don't remember exactly how long. And he had like a lasting impression on me. I just found I have a, a journal and he wrote in it for me and like gave me like this three page letter about how, how he was just so sweet about just how um, to protect myself in the business and how to like just all these different things that he wanted for me and that he hoped for you, me in the he business. Wrote you he a wrote me a letter. <gasps> Man, and I have oh it. God. It's so sweet. Oh it is so incredibly sweet. That Aww. he is it it really honestly is one of the best things to come out of that situation because it was it was a terrible set and a terrible situation. 
but he meeting him and Jake, Jake, Jake was equally very, very sweet. He was just younger at the time. Yeah, so he's a lot younger. He's a lot younger. He was just a few years older than me. So it was kind of like, okay. Was he even on the Disney stuff yet? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Yes. He was. He, was he had done. already. He was done. He was okay. older. I think he was he's probably like 12. Or 13. No, he was like 16 or 17. Oh, he was playing my okay. older brother in the film. Oh, OK. Um, and and so he but it still was like old enough where I was like, OK, you're not that old. But Mike right. Matthew came in and was like, just the big big brother big big brother and it was oh just wonderful it was a wonderful you guys need to reconnect he's such I a great know. guy and i'm sure he's he would amazing. love to see you i want to be a part of that <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure I out a way to, to make, make that, that happen. happen we will we'll have to figure oh, out a way to make that I, I hate to hear that but i also love to hear that somebody in our community of young mm. performers stepped up and yes. actually advocated for you and like absolutely that's like one of the first instances i've ever heard of that happening oh yeah it things like that on that set happened a lot it was not matthew's shut down the set like three different days all because of me yeah because they were trying to put me in situations that were not safe and not healthy for me and he was just like i'm not gonna I'm, i worked as a kid i'm not gonna allow this to happen to someone yeah and what's crazy was if I'm being honest, SAG didn't really care much. I don't like no one really showed up. We called and everything. They shut everything down. But he just the director, producer, who was kind of the maniac of the whole situation, just kind of got a smack on the wrist. And that was it. And we were back doing the next thing the next day. And Matt would call again and they'd be back and smack him on the wrist. And that would go on. And that just went on until filming was over. It was just it was it was a lot. It was a lot of. Uh, weird trauma that I didn't understand at the time because you're a kid. Well, That's you can't. So hard. Yeah, how are you going to process all that in yeah. that moment? It's it, very difficult. It is. It is very difficult. And this is an instance where you actually have a stage parent who's like a parent first, mm -hmm. a, a, a parent, <laughs> like not yes. stage parent. And she's advocating you. She's being physically restrained mm -hmm. from helping you. Oh, yeah. Um, and you have a union that's not uh, not there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'm launching a website and it's the Coalition for Child Performers. So I was meaning to like reveal this on the podcast and okay. I think right now is a good time to mention that. And so the coalition is gonna aim to just collect people um, through emails mm -hmm. and um, it's not gonna be like, oh, you know who would, so-and-so, it's like publicly known um at least for now until mm -hmm. somebody electively is like yeah i want my name represented on this website but i think it's time to organize in a yeah. way that's meaningful so that legislation can be drafted and hopefully taken to you know a federal level because this needs to be just like basic yeah basic human child rights so i could not agree more I, you I you DM'd me the yes, other day. Yes, I did because I would love to help out in any way that I can. Because my, mm -hmm. like I said, my experience with Robert was amazing. Right. My experience on the other set was not. Um, and then just being a child actor, you just, you just, it's such, it can be such a traumatizing experience, and in ways that affect you long term, and and you don't even realize it. Like in my own life, I was a completely different person before the business, and and as much as I love it and I love acting so much. It it definitely there's this thing about being a kid and being on sets or or auditioning and getting constantly told that you're not enough. You start to believe that, especially being at such a delicate age, especially teenagers. I mean, we're always all the all the hormones and all the and then you're just it's they don't 
beat around the bush in Hollywood. You're it's like, oh yeah, you're you're you didn't get the role because you're too too fat, too too skinny, too pretty, too ugly, too it's just yeah. and you start to pick your own self apart and it's such a negative way to grow up that it does end up affecting a lot of your life if you don't realize the trauma that's there and try to heal from that. Right. And, and it's perpetual because you just keep trying and mm -hmm. people just tell you to keep trying. Yep. As it, it's a, it's like that toxic positivity, yep. you know, where it's like, where is there a moment to even process the last, I guess you consider it a failure if you don't book something. So, yes. yeah, uh, it's hard. It yeah. is. It is. And with yeah. everything, just like even the set that I was on, you're, you're considered, you know, Matt was sweet enough to call, but I could have said something and stopped it. But the thing is, is then I'm sorry, he, you were like, I was 12. little, but <laughs> yes, I was little. But the thing is, is you're told never because then you're difficult to work with. And yeah, you yeah. get labeled difficult to work with. Right. So then I was like in this conundrum, like, what do you do? And I kept looking at my mom, like, stop saying something. I don't want you to be like a stage mom. And then people not hire me because I, this is what I love. You get this weird That's hush hush. Oh. Like, it's so odd. And I don't see that in at many other places. I mean, there's a lot of ways that that does happen in other businesses, but it's just, it's so crazy to throw mm -hmm. kids into that and then just expect them to come out normal. Well, and the other thing is, is that you really don't, so the, the, the people on set, you have a dramaturg who's only there to run lines with children mm -hmm. so that they hit their marks and remember their lines and save time for the production. You have a studio teacher who's there to essentially chaperone the child mm -hmm. um, and to fudge numbers of oh yeah we'll just count her going to crafty as a part of her schooling yeah like you know she wasn't really in the seat that she was supposed to be in but she needed to go to the bathroom even though she was chatting with the producers like mm -hmm. there's fudgery of numbers oh yeah like so that the the legal rates of educational time and then the actual education you're getting is not quality mm -hmm. so you know i mean i know on authority that there were two very prominent actors um, that were working with me who were pretty much virtually illiterate when they were graduating from high school yeah. because they didn't get an education because they were stars of TV shows. Yeah. So you're not getting that education. And that is partly why I, I was like, my way out is college. Mm. And so I forced production to oh gosh, maybe I wonder, I wonder if I ended up paying out of pocket or if they stipend me, but I would take um, TAs from UCLA on a college level when I was in high school about to graduate. And I was like, every night after I would clock out, I would get a different subject. And mm. so that way I would be like, I need to learn. Yeah. Like I have an actual, you know, I actually had a, a private school in New York that was like a performing arts school, but they had a really good curriculum. And they were like, hopefully you'll get into a good school. Everybody got into a good school. And so, yeah, I mean, I worked my ass off, man. I never rested because I, my 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 brain was like, I need to, I need to get mm -hmm. out subconsciously. Yep. I think yeah. it was survival or something. Oh. You knew that okay. you just your brain just needed it. So now, mom, like, is she a spiritual woman? Is is that kind of where you you got a lot of that? Um, yes and no. I mean, we kind of like my whole family. Um, I've always been we've always kind of like believed in God and, mm -hmm. and that's been, we've been like Christians, I guess, if that's mm -hmm. what you want to label it. I hate that though. You hate being labeled a Christian? <laughs> I grew why. up Catholic and it's also hard for me to claim that too. Well, sometimes. here's why for me, I feel like sometimes that gets very, um, you know, like, oh, you're a Christian. 
(laughs) And it's like, for me, I just, it's a personal, yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's not that I I have any problem being like labeled a Christian in Mm -hmm. the sense that I I do absolutely love, love God. And I am, Mm -hmm. I am that, but Mm -hmm. my relationship is kind of like, I'm not a huge church fan. Mm -hmm. I love, I just like, I I have a relationship with God and and the Bible and the Bible. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's between me and him. And that's kind of like how it is. I feel like there's a lot of religious spirit and rules that I don't fully believe that the Lord put on things that people mm-hmm. put on things. And mm-hmm. I, I always joke and say that Jesus has a really bad PR guy. So because they, they, a lot of Christians do that or not just Christians, take your pick yeah. and at yeah. your religion. Well, and, you know, it's kind of like the business where it's mm-hmm. like, there's no, there's, there's, it is, it's a, it's a, there's, there's gray area there. There's not gray area. There's two interpretations. It's very interpretive, but, but people, they're, they they want to make money off of mm-hmm. things. They want to, yeah. yeah, and they don't care if they're going to hurt people yeah. and children mm-hmm. in the process. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right, I'm trying to think about where we are. So your mom was amazing. You guys, you know, you had sort of a Christian upbringing with your family. You Did you live in LA when you were trying to, when you were working? We whatnot? moved, I'm originally from Michigan, born yeah. in Michigan, but we moved um, when, ironically, right when I got struck by a lava girl, my dad was packing up and moving from, we were living in Arizona at the time, Arizona to California. And my mom and I were like, why we're moving to Texas for a few months to film a movie. Oh, that's right. So, so they went, my brother and my dad went to California and we were in um, Austin, Texas, filming for three or four months, and then we finally came back to California. So we moved. We moved out here for me. My parents were very sweet. They didn't want this for me. They did not want me to be an actor. They begged me to stop a million times. Really? Um, and my mom eventually—that is eventually what happened. My mom eventually saw the trauma that it was taking on me as a teenager and said, "I'm I'm done." And when you're an adult, you can figure it out. But I'm not going to watch my daughter go through. I had an eating disorder. I was like, it was. I I was a shell of a person and it was really, really traumatizing for me. I had so much trauma and my mom was like, I'm done watching you put yourself through this. I'm going to put you in school and we're going to be done. I'm going to tell your agents and managers we're done for a while. Go to high school, be a normal kid. And which was so sweet of her, but it was so hard to be normal after coming off of being a child actor and, and all the different traumas that I felt like I had went through that it it then kind of continued i Mm -hmm. i want to say like a lot of that like it was just in a different setting Mm because then i just made instead of healing i was like 15 years old thrown into school i literally cried in in the the, uh office and i was like mom you hate me you hate me because you're leaving (laughs) like i'm saving your life she's like literally i don't hate you i love you so much i'm so sorry and i was so i hadn't been in school because i had been on sets I didn't know you had to walk to different classes. I was mm-hmm. like, what is this nonsense? You don't mm-hmm. have one teacher? I was mm-hmm. so confused. Right. And and I just had to then just kind of learn to live a, a different life and, mm-hmm. and be a teenager, which which was a saving grace for me, I do think. But mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it just, uh, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of trauma that comes with it. And I think that even back then, I mean, what did I graduate? I graduated high school in 2009. So like in the early 2000s, we didn't talk about a lot of the trauma. Mental health was Mental not health a thing. is not a thing. So yeah, I just, my a- mom didn't pinpoint it. She just knew I had an eating disorder and she threw me into some therapy to try to help. But she was just like, something's not right. Let's put you in high school. And so that was fantastic and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it, now looking back on it, her and I have talked and, and we've realized so much of the trauma that started way before 
I would, you know, when I was in the business and way before a lot of that. So, so it's been, it's been kind of like an evolving thing that I've just realized and tried to pick apart because like I said, I was a completely different person before the business and during like Shark Boy and Lava Girl was fantastic. Like I said, I had a great experience, but moving into constantly being told you're not enough. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. And half the time it was never on like you, any job. It's like, are you qualified to do the job? Can you do the job and you get it or you don't? I would never, there was most of the time it wasn't about acting. They were like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, she's great, but she's she's too pretty Mm -hmm. too. And then I was too, I looked too old for how young I was, was half the thing. So then wait until you're 18. And then once I was 18, it was like, but you don't look like the 18 year olds because the 30 year olds are playing 18 year olds. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it was just, you can never win. It was like a constant, it's just, but Mm -hmm. it's constantly just telling you you're not enough. And so my internal like self was just so beat down from going, what can I do? Like, I love this thing so much. I felt like I had felt like I, no one pushed me into acting. I fell in love with it. I felt like it kind of was put there and came from God. I was like, I don't, there's no reason why I love it. Like it just came, it was like what I feel like I was made to do, but I constantly got blocked from being able to do it. And it made me really upset for the longest time because it was, it's all on you. Like with acting, it's yourself. It's like, oh, you're not pretty enough or you're too pretty or you're too fat or too skinny. It's it's on you. It's like a tornado. It's so bad. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I took that and internalized all of that and just tried to muddle through. And my parents, like I said, they were amazing. They didn't need me to work. They never, my parents never took a dime from me. They never, they constantly said, please, let's stop Mm -hmm. until my mom finally put her foot down and was like, you're done. I wonder what, I wonder what the, the final straw was for her. I don't know. You know, I've never actually asked her. I've found that lately I've been, my mom, you know, we had a very complex relationship and still kind of do with the traumas that I think happen uh, after, like years after. And then when you become a mom too, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that gets re-triggered and then you see the world through their eyes, but then you see maybe how you would have done it differently or at all. Yeah. And so she's back, she now lives in Austin and there's a lot of time when we'll have moments where she'll say the inappropriate things. Like she actually texted me um, when I landed here. I Googled you. You're a retired actress on your bio. Um, I didn't expect that. Uh, you need to do a movie with your husband or something, right? And I was like, mom. I was like, I didn't even respond. Because I know that she doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. She's limited. Yeah. And becoming a mom has come, come like helped me come to terms with a lot yeah. of that. So I am, I am actually interested. How has becoming a mom helped you process some of this or has it not? Has it re-triggered it? Oh, no, it's, it's so much of it has helped me process because watching my own kids grow up and going, I don't, I wouldn't want like anything that I went through as much as the the fame was not even the fame but being able to work was was a beautiful fun thing and I had a great time it the traumas that happened it's like I look at my daughter and she actually it's reminded me a lot of who I was before Mm, because she is a mini me and my mom I'll constantly say things like she's she just will say what's on her mind and she doesn't really care she says it in the sweetest nicest way but she just is like oh no this is what I believe and she's only three, almost, she's almost four, but she will just say what everyone's thinking. And my mom, I'll go, where did she get that from? And my mom will look at me and go, that was you. 
And I'm like, no, I'm more timid. I don't speak my mind. I, my mom's like, that. the business did that to you. You're, you were never that person. You were always, I was the kid that in, I was taken out of my class and um, I forget what grade I was. I want to say it was third or fourth grade because my teacher was bullying the special needs child that was in there. It, it was terrible, but I was like the social justice warrior. I stood up and was like, you need to pick on someone your own sides. Talk to me. And if you're going to talk to her like that, we're going to have issues. And she was like, you sit your butt down mm -hmm. or you're going to the principal's office. And I was like, that is not allowed. You are not going to talk to her that way. And she sent me to the principal's office. And my mom came and picked me up and was like, what happened? I told her and she was like, go, girl. <laughs> she was like, well, I'm going to march. And so then my mom watched into the principal's office and was like, do you know what this teacher is doing? And that was me. I was my daughter. And then I was in the business for so long that I felt like I needed to be something I wasn't because I wasn't enough the way that I was. And that fell into my whole, like the rest of it kind of really affected the trajectory of the rest of my life, um, including Jesus. like getting into, I um, met my ex-husband when I was 19 and he was 30. Oh, wow. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, we had a gal on here named Alexa Nicholas who, mm -hmm. I know Alexa. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes. Um, well, Alexa's going through it right now. Yeah. Um, she and I actually texted earlier and she's she's going through it. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, she had a similar situation, mm -hmm. I think, from mm -hmm. from leaving some stuff and feeling trauma from that and yeah. having a mom that was an advocate and having to process that. And then on top of that, it was almost like she was like groomed or something mm -hmm. by this guy. And then they ended up getting married and he was abusive. Yep. So what happened? <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's like a Jeez. it's it's a it's a thing that people don't talk about a lot, which is I feel like um, we talk about like physical abuse. Right. Because I could see it if you had a black eye, I'd be like, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. What happened? Talk mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. But we don't talk about mental abuse and, and emotional abuse and how I for I was with him for almost 10 years and I was literally my entire life was changed and I was open to it because of the business because I was like this need to like I need an affirmation I need someone to tell me I'm enough and so I meet this person who's 10, 11 years older than me at the time and has a house a life everything that I kind of like he's very stability you know, yes stability. very stable mm -hmm. very and then he just instantly um I mean I've since I've been through a lot of therapy and it's called love bombing he like love bombed me hardcore he we the the day we like went on our first date he would not let a second go by without texting me he missed me he loved me like within three days it was like I love you we saw each other every single day he monopolized all my time he pushed all my friends away and so he was the only person that was in my life, I kind of lost everybody and it was just him. But that was exactly the way both him and I wanted it because we were like, oh, we're in love. We're unstoppable. It's dopamine, too, it's, by the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I was just 19 years old. Like, this is it. This is the guy I'm going to marry. And my mom was not happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she that she was very like the entirety of the beginning part of our relationship was very, very protective and very like she's a kid mm -hmm. you at 30 my, i remember my mom sitting down going what business do you have at 30 and ironically i i'm gonna be 30 in a month i could never imagine being with a 19 year old like i couldn't even like just the thought process there i get like age difference don't bug me but when you're talking about it that's like not an age child, difference that's like yeah i was just learning else. how to be an adult and yeah. i i it was it just was a snowball tornado that um you know, a lot of it then 
was a lot of gaslighting. And I've kind of gaslit myself over the years to go, well, I allowed it. Like, I, you know, I took part in it and mm -hmm. I allowed a lot of that to happen and I didn't speak up for myself and I didn't. And that's how it just kept snowballing and snowballing into this where I, I would put up a boundary and say, this is not okay. You can't talk to me that way. You can't yell at me like this. And he would go, you're crazy. I'm the only person in this world who would love you. Mm. No one else is going to care about you the way that I do. It's just you and I like that's it. And I'd go, well, that's not I'm not crazy. I, this is this actually happened. You go, oh, no, I didn't say that. You took it that way because you have issues. And I would go, oh, OK, OK, well, maybe I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take it that way. And that and it would just keep going because I was a kid. I was but that so does young. actually feel very similar to what you experience as a kid actor. Yes, because it's like. You're like, wait, what was the feedback? And you're mm -hmm. like, I didn't get it. Okay, I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. That's the abuse, so to speak. Yes. You put yourself out there and you don't get it. Mm -hmm. And it matters so much to you because it feeds your soul creatively. Yeah. So you're like, if I get a chance to do this and kind of like have a win yeah. for my, you know, I don't know, my family or like whatever, like that's good. Mm -hmm. But then it's like when you don't get it, it's that it's that I just see a similarity there. Yeah, there's a very big and and I think that there's a huge similarity there. It makes it where I like I said, I think because of being a child actor and the traumas I went through, that didn't feel like a trauma. That just felt like normal. Yeah, it's, it, it's it was uh, totally normal to me. What do they call that? It's like fam it's familiar. Yeah. But there's like a saying, I don't remember what it is. I need more therapy. My <laughs> sayings are rusty. <laughs> That's a sign that I need to go back to therapy. I actually did, I actually did try to go to EMDR therapy. Oh. Because I think for me, starting, I think at like six and a half, too, I couldn't remember a lot. Um, mm. and you know, I have a six-year-old now, and I'm realizing why dissociation is so present and became mm. such a coping mechanism at such an early age. And I don't remember so much of my childhood. I'm the same way. Really? You have dissociation? Yes. Oh my gosh. Damn. My entire, like the, I have a lot when it comes to the business. My mom will point out things and she'll be like, you remember when that happened? I'm like, absolutely not. I was where? I was like, what, what party was I at? I was like, I have no yeah. idea, no recollection. And the same thing um, during the span of my relationship, I, there are things that I'll walk around a corner and something I'll just, I've noticed it's when I feel super safe and like, I'm not really thinking about it, but my subconscious will pop up a memory and I'll be like, hold, I didn't realize really? that that was a thing. And oh then gosh. I'll look at it now through a more healthier lens and go, wait, that was abuse. Mm -hmm. And I like totally played into that and totally made it okay. Mm -hmm. And, and it's crazy how, when you start doing some therapy and doing some work on yourself, these things come back and you're like, wait, no, there's a reason why that memory was repressed. There's a reason why I don't remember that because it really hurts mm -hmm. to think about. And yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of it is to do with kids. Kids really, like when I had my kids, that's what changed a lot for me too, yeah. is that I looked at life through their eyes and yeah. it's the same thing with my relationship. I looked and I was like, what are these kids learning from this? Like, what are they seeing take place in their own home? What is what is happening to them? Mm -hmm. Like, if this is how he treats me, how is he treating them? Mm -hmm. And it was like this, I have to, I went into protective mama bear mode. Like, mm -hmm. I have to protect my kids. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter how, like, I, I just needed to. And the craziest part about the entire thing for me was I still didn't leave him. Mm. He left me. <laughs> ah, he did you a favor. Yes, because I've laid out all of everything that I was feeling. Yeah. And I said, this need, we need, we need therapy. We need help. And we need to just discuss that this isn't, this isn't okay with me anymore. And I'm, I'm sorry that I never saw it, 
but I'm seeing it now and I'm saying something now. And for us and our kids, like this is what we need to do. And he said, you're crazy. And everything you're saying is a lie. And I'm, I'm leaving. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, that's, mm-hmm. that's one way to handle that. Mm-hmm. And I still sat around and my parents, I like cried for weeks and weeks and weeks. And my parents were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, we can still make this work. <laughs> okay. Cause well, but I get that's that. What, that's what that's what you do, yeah. and and that's also another reason why sometimes, like with the whole um, spirituality and God thing, there's a whole church don't get divorced thing. Mm-hmm. I was gonna mention that, yeah, yeah. And so I was like walking around, go, like praying about it, and going like, "What should I do?" Because there's this whole huge religious don't get you don't get a divorce, you stay. And my mom looked at me and she was like, "Taylor, I don't think that there's ever any ever a world in which there's any God who loves people that would want you to stay in a situation like that. And if 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 I don't think that that's I think that's people. I don't think that that's anything to do with God. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't think. And and I looked at her and I was like, you know what? I think you're right. And it was the craziest thing. I was I w- I was praying about it for a really long time and I was really upset about it. And then one day I just was kind of like came out of my quiet time and I just felt like this weight off my shoulders. And I looked at my mom and I was like, I'm supposed to leave. Like this is what this is what's supposed to happen. I'm, I'm gonna God be okay. spoke to you in that way. Yeah, I, I was guess. like this, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And and it's it's been a really hard journey of a lot of realizations and a lot of traumas that I've had to work through and things that still to this day I will like I said, I'll have like these random memories and go oh wow yeah like that actually happened and things i have to work through but but i've just hey man, felt, we're not perfect no and i've just <laughs> anything I, we're like this is who we are exactly. we're in process yeah exactly sure. so it's been it's been a process and it's one thing that i definitely feel like chi- children and acting is like a whole thing that i i'm so passionate about because i've been through but i also really 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 hope that and want people and women and people in any relationships, children, mm-hmm. to also remember that like you are enough the way that you are. You don't have to make yourself something different for someone else. You are enough exactly as, as you are. And, you know, I, I think that there needs to be more talk about whether it's in acting or in relationships about like mental abuse and emotional abuse because it is a it is a thing Mm -hmm. and and it really 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 i think messes you up in in such a hard way that it's it's been really hard to put my life back together i think you're doing it yeah you're you're doing it and your kids love you so much (laughs) and you are enough as a mom which we all need to hear because it's we don't get that no you know and like you're on social media so you have a lot of people looking at you and Mm -hmm. you know judging your process you know what i mean because you're learning all this new stuff about your traumas that i'm sure like you're having all these opinions Mm -hmm. different opinions new opinions new thoughts and it's like Sometimes when you capture those in real time, people think that they're finite. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really great to see that you're you're finding yourself or you're at least finding that yes. voice and you're trying to like hear it and listen to it. And I'm trying. Yeah, it's not. All, you don't have yeah, to be perfect. We're all a work in progress. We're all a work in I progress. Support, I support that growth. I really do because <laughs> I know how hard it is. I think our kids give us this purpose mm-hmm. to protect them and to advocate yes. for them, even if we don't really know like the way yeah it's like we're paving a way you know like exactly the way yeah yeah it's it's we're all like i said we're all a work in progress and all we can do is the best of with what the information that we have at hand at the moment that we have and we just 
we make decisions off our own life experiences and all of us only have our own life experiences. Yeah. So we just come to the table. I always I always like tell my kids sometimes like because they'll wonder about certain things about certain people or their dad. And I'm like, look, everyone only has their own type of love to give. Mm. And and maybe that it just doesn't feel the same way for for you with that person because that's all they're capable of giving, mm-hmm. you know, and and we can't you can't judge that because I've not walked in your shoes. I don't know what that's like, but I I just you just kind of have to realize it and and go, OK, like I'm I'm OK with accepting whatever that is, if you're OK with accepting whatever that is. But mm-hmm. it's 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 a hard process learning to to kind of weave through all the trauma that happens. And we're all I mean, I don't think there's any person on this earth who walks the earth and doesn't live the life without trauma. We yeah. all have our own trauma. It's really about how you're coping with it. Mm-hmm. I think at a certain point, I think it's like, OK, well, I know I have it. I've identified it. There's layers to this as they come to me. So then like, how am I? How am I choosing to cope with it? And again, a lot of child actors drink and do drugs. Yes. And like, you know, and everything. I'm so glad that you got out of it. But I mean, well, you did come back. I did. <laughs> and I was so excited. And so I wanted to show you my support because I knew I don't there was something energetically. I knew that when I saw you online, I was like, I need to be friends with her because I know that she knows how this feels and look at her go. She's killing it. <laughs> they brought Lava Girl back. Yes, we did. What was that like? Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Robert is, like I said, I have nothing but amazing things to say about him. And what was so cool is going to that set. We shot in um, 2019 for We Can Be Heroes. And it was almost the entirety of the crew was the same people I had worked with when I was a kid. That's so, so cool. It was so fun to come back to Austin, Texas and see the same people like the girl who made my costume was the same exact person. It was just it was it was amazing. And it was such a wonderful experience. And I was just my daughter was four months old. We felt filmed the movie and Robert called me and I was like, um, I just had a baby and I have to get in a spandex suit. What You're like are you talking about? <laughs> yes, I was nursing at the time. So they You're like, how am I going to pump? if I've Oh, got my this gosh. It was so superhero bad. suit on. They had to like they had to jimmy my suit to be able to get it off yeah. in a moment's notice because I was working and yeah. it was so hard. But it was such a beautiful experience to be able to come back. And it was so rewarding to be able to to play. The character I played as a kid as as an adult and as a mom, too, which was really fun. And it was such a beautiful thing to be able to be back on set. And it kind of was a very big, like full circle moment for me to be back there because I had taken so much time off. And then a lot of um, wanting to get back into the business as an adult kind of was stunted because I was in this relationship that was Mm -hmm. severely abusive. And it just I wasn't allowed to I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, (laughs) sounds terrible. (laughs) It was like there's only some things I was allowed to do and that was not one of them. So I I, it was like when Robert called, I I couldn't tell him no. And because I was still married at the time. And, and so I was like, I can't tell Robert. No, you can't. I mean, I get to be that was this your is what I love final to do. Line. You're like, and this I is was happening. like, I'm allowed to do this. This is what I'm allowed to do. And so I kind of was like something for me, which was really fun. And for my kids to be involved in them, to be able to come to set was so beautiful. And the whole thing was just I, I told Robert when we were done, I was like, hey, thank you for making this little girl's big dreams come true. Not once, but twice. And he was like, you know what, Lava? He's like, I love you. Oh my like, gosh, he calls you Lava. Yeah, he calls Aww. me Lava. So he, we, we talk a lot, and him and I are super close. So he's, it's just been, it's been a beautiful experience to have him like championing me, championing, championing. Mm-hmm. Can't talk no, me. You got it. And um, yeah, and we're supposed to do a sequel to We Can Be Heroes. So that is, we'll be watching it. Yes, that <laughs> is coming soon. So I get to suit up again. I will tell you this from someone who I so. 
So obviously being a mom is tough. It's hard. And obviously living in this world is tough and hard and yeah. dealing with these traumas is tough and hard. There's nothing like when I launch my Disney Plus app and my avatar is Kim Possible or like yesterday I came home and she knew I was at quote unquote work mm -hmm. and she drew me a picture as soon as I got home and she's like, look, mommy, it's us, you know, at Disneyland Aww. and like this is Kim Possible. And I was just like, this is so meaningful to me. Like this is the part of the legacy that the industry and the bullshit like can't mm -hmm. take away from me. Yeah. That like my little girl can like be inspired by me being this like action superhero. So yeah. can you relate to being this superhero, Absolutely. this empowered lady? Absolutely. I think that it's such a beautiful thing to be able to share that with your kids and go like, look, look at what we get to do. It's pretty cool. And then like, what's so funny is my kids with the lava girl, they're 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 obsessed with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. My daughter wishes she had pink hair, which is Would you an issue. It? Would you give your daughter <laughs> pink hair? <laughs> well, I was talking about it because I dye my hair pink. Oh, yeah. That's it's not it's not a wig. That's right. my hair. Oh, so, wow. yeah, it's <laughs> very fun. bright. It's very bright. It's super fun. I love it. And it's um, she they were we were talking with the hairstylist because um, when we're doing the next movie, they were like, do you want to dye your daughter's hair? Like, would she want that? There's the same exact color that I use, but in um, kids like a washout. OK, it just washes out after a few weeks. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, dear, she's going to she's gonna, <laughs> don't tell her that's an option <laughs> because she will want it. Yeah. And but, then it'll grow out and then she'll want to keep doing it. Exactly. And like something on you to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a I mean, it's so awesome to be able to have them where they can watch and and see that and go. Yeah. This is it's really cool. To There's see. mommy. Yeah. She's kicking butt. It's it's fun for and especially because, like I said, we can be heroes. She gets to be a mom again. It's Lava Girl is. So it's fun to be a mom and then play a mom. And the kids get to just they they love it. They I'm eat it so up excited and, about the sequel. When is this happening? Yes. Um, it's supposed to happen this year. We're supposed okay. to film it. So, so you're going to come back to Austin. So, yes. Oh, my I'm gosh. Oh my, is he casting? I'm right. a local hire, we girl. Should. We need. I I'll don't play know. a villain. I'll play a really good villain. I bet. I don't know. I would love to play a villain. That'd be fun. I always, I always joke, joke with Robert that Lava Girl needs to go villain for a second because I just oh, feel like she fun. has that energy. <laughs> yeah, or she could go. She's fierce. Yeah, Lava so Girl's really fierce. It's, she's fiery. Yeah, she's she's lava. So. <laughs> Which is so fun for me to be able to play that. It's like she's my little alter ego and she I is. always. Am. She's the girl inside of you before. She's yes. that girl. Yeah. She's the social justice warrior. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now I'm seeing it. Yep. Okay. She good. is. Which is which is why because I it was my first audition. Right. So I went in and was just me. And that was me at that point in time because I hadn't been through all the traumas. But I'm working my way back to me. I'm, I'm claiming I that I'm going to be me. The old me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel Still, that because and I just I just, you know, we all, like I said, we all have our trauma and I think that it's important to speak on it and to and I really fully believe that it's very important that people know what is emotional abuse and what isn't and that we can work through it and talk through it, whether it's child actors getting abused or whether whatever it is. Um, but then let's all work together to just love each other and like help each other grow and just champion each other to be able to move forward and just. Like, go, oh, hey, we've all been through trauma. How can I lift you up and just show you love and mm -hmm. and help you be the best you possible? Aww. Well, OK. That's a really beautiful way to kind of go full circle with this journey um, and sort of sort of a rebirth for you. Um, I'm seeing this as sort of a recurring pattern, especially with my friends who are getting reboots or not getting reboots. Mm. Because I think that reboots really do help close that that gap. Yeah. Because 
more times than not, they've had pleasurable experiences like you did, like where there were there were predominantly good things that were coming from that experience. And then there's some people that are getting reboots who did not have pleasurable experiences. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really am excited to have you sort of as a part of this movement. Um, and I will keep you updated. And, you know, this coalition has been launched and we need people like you coming to the table and trying to help, like you said. So you're yeah, doing absolutely. it. I'm I'm there to help because I. It's especially working like with We Can Be Heroes as all kids. There's a bunch of everyone has a kid in the movie. So there's there was so many. I think there was 12 kids on set for that movie. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of um, there's a lot. There was a lot of parents asking me, what is this like? Mm. being like what are we getting ourselves into mm -hmm. okay and because most of the time i've found with robert specifically he finds a lot of like kids that haven't really worked much before so he likes that raw he talent. loves it mm -hmm. he loves it so so we had all these kids and a lot of parents going what was that like for you like what happened and how come you you there was a time where you kind of worked and then you stopped what happened there what and i was like well let me tell you <laughs> Yeah, that's because so good they were even asking like, you, though. Yes, because it's it's like you have to try to do what Matt Lawrence did for me and just say, this is the reality and this is how we can protect ourselves because it's unrealistic and it would be so silly to say, let's not have kids in movies. That's It's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And being in Hollywood is is not inherently bad. It's just we need to come up with better ways checks and balances exactly to protect children <laughs> yeah. and i mean and protect i mean really there needs to be protection across the board with mm -hmm. when you talk about like you know Harvey weinstein and everything that happened there there needs to be protections there there needs to be people in power need to be checked and need to be mm -hmm. you know have little boxes around them so they don't do these things mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that we can just protect people and just stop the trauma that happens a yeah. lot in hollywood mm -hmm. so that we can just have the art and that's and just leave the rest of it out of the you know, like, let's just stop with the trauma and and just find better ways to do it because it, it's there where we can do it. OK, I firmly believe that. I think we can. Good. I'm glad I need that optimism because I'm angry. So. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Um, I just I think that we can. Mm -hmm. I really do. It's just going to take people like you standing up and talking about it and and it's also going to take a lot of the people who aren't talking to finally go okay yeah you need to let's talk you need to give me your email in the coalition website <laughs> yes because not every single not every single person yes i had a great experience with with shark boy and lava girl but then it was followed up by some bad experiences and no do i have the stories i have some friends that have some horrific stories and they're not my stories to tell but they wouldn't tell them and and they're worse than you could possibly they're they're the things you hear about that are horrific oh that's horrible and and they're people you would know that makes like, me really sad yeah and yeah. they're people you would know and it's because they did what i did and they blindly went in trusting people as a child and and those are not like i said they're not my stories to tell but i know that they happened and i know that they're real so there is something that needs to be done about okay this. i'll do it i'll do it and and so we need to <laughs> i'm on it but i think if we I just, gotta go i gotta go <laughs> go ahead go kim possible <laughs> but we just we we need someone to do it and then we need to just remember like i said we just we're all humans mm -hmm. <laughs> let's just love each other mm -hmm. a little bit like give us some grace get like we all have our own things like i said we all only have our own type of love to give so let's just let's just love on each other and just be done with all the hateful dividing like i know there's so many people that are like well 
you know, I'm speaking up and they're not speaking up. So I'm angry about it. And I'm like, and, and I know that that's it. It needs, we need to be, we need to be angry to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. But we also need to like come alongside each other and go, okay, well, like they might have to feed their family. So if they speak up, maybe being canceled isn't in their best interest at this moment and it doesn't make them a terrible person it just makes them trying to feed their family mm -hmm. and so how can we come alongside you maybe silently to mm -hmm. go who have you dealt with what is this how can we help you mm -hmm. because and that's what needs to stop too is the canceling people for speaking up about stuff in hollywood mm -hmm. like we need to just love each other yeah exactly <laughs> like just let's just go hey what did you experience mm -hmm. how can we help you how mm -hmm. can we come alongside you and say what can we do so this doesn't happen to someone else? And and like I said, put people like the Harvey Weinsteins or the other people um, in the business who do the bad things. Like, let's actually make them like weed them out, essentially. Yes, like let's weed that out. Yeah, can't, there's a definitely in cancel culture. There's uh, there's some superficialities and like every movement, mm -hmm. pe like we've talked about. We talked about with religion. We talked yeah. about everything. It's like. Yeah, I think checks and balances is the best way to fully say that this is going to that we're going to get on some sort of a path, a clearer path. I think it's just if we clear through a lot of the hate that goes with, you know, like cancel culture inherently in and of itself is not a bad thing at mm -hmm. all. Right. We we need to remove some people who are in positions of power. Mm -hmm. But the blanketing of like the hate that comes along with it, like, for instance, that's why I said I don't love being labeled a Christian because you get labeled as like some hateful person who doesn't love people mm. or who like hates people and like of certain things. And it's like, that's not me at all. Like you might might have been someone you met. And they're like I said, Jesus has a bad PR guy, but that's not me. Like, I don't don't label me with that just because I believe in God doesn't mean I hate people because I actually love people mm -hmm. <laughs> like and I would never for a second ever for a second wish harm on someone just because they believe different than me or just because they're like that's just not who i am good and that's not what i believe and that's not what i believe god believes either so but oh. there's other people that believe differently and mm -hmm. they kind of ruin it for everyone mm -hmm. which is what sucks but um with that being said the blanketing of like the hate just because of that is what i feel like needs to kind of go for us to be able to make real change like just because someone is or isn't speaking out like let's just not Everybody needs hate. to meet in the middle. Essentially. Yes. Okay. Essentially, that's kind of what I feel like we need to just meet in the middle with a mm -hmm. common ground of like loving Got it. one another to say, how can we come alongside you and how can we help you in whatever situation you're in mm -hmm. is what I think the only way we can change is if we can actually talk to each other like this. Like yeah. if we can sit down and talk to each other and not judge each other because there's whatever label is put on someone. Absolutely. Really, I really appreciate you sharing this because I know this was a lot of stuff that you just sort of talked about maybe for some of the first time so <laughs> thanks for trusting me yeah, of course and i'll get your number i'll keep you updated because yes. <laughs> uh, my little arm army i don't know if you can hold an army that's so violent but like <laughs> uh it's growing it's all growing in a really positive way so thank you that's amazing i'm hey, so Taylor. happy to be here lava i should call you lava now i'm gonna save you as lava on my phone is that that's okay fine. I, it's totally fine <laughs> i'm not one of those people who hate the name i, I, love, I it. love it you're like I i'm leaning into it yes i don't i don't mind okay lava <laughs> Thanks so much for checking out this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. Links in the description.